I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey, this is Craig Custance of The Athletic. Joined, I'm almost embarrassed yeah, to say this, this in Canada. This sucks. In, we are, I'm over, like I'm looking out my window at, what body of water is this? Uh, I honestly in, don't know. In Toronto, it's one of the Great Lakes, I'm pretty sure. Huron? Um, <laughs> is it? Yeah, maybe. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. I actually should know the Great Lakes. It's Holmes, Huron, Ontario, uh, Michigan, Erie, Superior. I just don't know where they're arranged. That's I should know that as a Michigander. I, um, I, I shouldn't. It's not my responsibility. Not your responsibility. Well, you should know Erie. Anything north of Cranberry, PA is is dead to me. <laughs> it's tr- So, we, Sean and I, this is the, the Tuesday Americans edition of the Athletic Hockey Show. Uh, we will be joined by uh, American defenseman Quinn Hughes, who plays, I believe, in Vancouver. Yes. Uh, that's hard to say for sure. Uh, later in the show, we had Quinn on because Jack was like, hey, I'm, I'm into cooking when we had Jack on. And we were like, what's your go-to meal? And he said, you got to ask Quinn. So, we're simple people here. That, was, that was really the only reason. Really, yeah, and it's on. like a five-minute interview. We're like, "Hey, can we get Quinn on to ask him this hey, question?" Quick, quick question: uh, We don't, we don't give a shit about what's going on with the Canucks. We just need to talk about steak, whatever. I asked about the power play just to be like, "Hey, I want to like sound like I'm doing some due diligence here in case a Canucks fan listens." But yeah. really, it was just about Jack and grilling or whatever. Also, in about. full, in like the interest of full transparency, full transparency, I wasn't on the interview because I was. Caught in travel hell trying to get across the border. They let me it's, in, which was good. Do you think um, if they would have if, if they would have like recognized you from the show, they wouldn't have? So when they asked when they did the whole rigmarole with like, what are you here for? Whatever, who are you working? I was like, work meetings. Who do you work for? The Athletic. What do you do for them? I'm a hockey writer. They, I saw like a light in the eye in the, in the eyes of the of the border crossing guy. Did I, you? I think he knew. He knew. He's like, are you, do you the, do the Tuesday? Are you the, are you the Tuesday show guy? <laughs> do you do the manscape reads? Are you the pubic hair trimmer guy? <laughs> One of the interesting things, um, we did talk with Quinn. Uh, I did. I can't say we because Sean mm-hmm. was nowhere to be mm-hmm. found when we were recording. Yes. In case Incommunicado. Just like, hey, Sean, we're recording. Uh, just pick up your phone. And then later on, he's like, I don't think cells work in Canada. It was a bad, I, well, I tried, I tried to text producer Jeff a middle finger and turd emoji just to, just to really, really ram it home. Just to that, really was, like, that was the only, that was the only, that didn't go through. So once that happened, I was like, eh, I'm out. Uh, so that comes up, but what, you know, it was interesting because Connor Garland is, has been really good mm-hmm. for Vancouver. And that was, um, you know, Quinn, we, I asked him about his Olympic uh, chance in, in terms of Connor because when you talk to people in Vancouver they're like this guy's been their best player and um, 
and he's not the thing about Connor Garland is he's not you know he didn't come up to the program I, I don't you know there's there's kind of some people that believe if you're not you're not part of that that group that that trained together and did all that stuff like you know maybe he's a USA hockey outsider who has to like bang down the door but he's been really good yeah he's he's behind some guys too just based on this like there's some fringe guys that have performed like Kyle Connor great example like we were yeah when we did the roster building exercise we're like can you can you bring you can we bring Kyle Connor because he's goals and nothing else right you, you either play him on a scoring right. line or you don't play him at all but he's he's tearing it up so yeah, yeah, Garland's Garland's a good player though. I feel like I was down on him more than I should have been whenever that whenever that trade happened. I think I think he he was easy to lose, you know, because of the situation he was he was coming out of, right? But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It it's hard to evaluate people sometimes in those teams like Arizona. I mean, even look at Ekman Larson. Not that we want to talk about him at all, but it's it's hard. <laughs> a uh, Swedish player on a on a Canadian team. No, thank yeah, you. We don't. But here's where I want to start with this episode, Sean, before we get to Quinn, is let's talk about Alex Ovechkin because um, besides playing in American City, Alex, it's unbelievable how the time stands still and he marches on. Um, He ties Brett Hall uh, for all-time goals, is going to pass him. He's going to pass everybody. Like... I don't know. I, 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 just on fire, leads the NHL and everything. I like it's it's been unbelievable to watch. So it's from Dmitry Filipovich last night. Eleven goals for Alex Ovechkin. That's first in the league. Twelve five on five points. It's first in the league. Hundred and four shot attempts. First in the league. Sixty shots on goal. First in the league. What the what, like? What the hell? <laughs> the wildest part of all this too. Like for as good as he's been, it's. It might be it might be irony. I can never quite tell. Is that he only has two power play goals? Like how fu- right. how funny is that? He's he's accomplishing all of this off a of five off a of five on five heater. This is after we've seen him do so much damage on the power play over the last seventeen years or whatever. And and he's generating shots there too. They're just not going in. Right. So if he can keep up some semblance of this at five on five in the power play chances start going in like what the hell is going to happen here are we gonna we're gonna see a 53 goal season from the world's oldest man it's unbelievable Uh, it's uh, like i guess aging curves don't apply to certain to certain people i mean you know you just throw everything out the window with alex ovechkin i don't like i gotta be honest i don't know what to do with the capitals like where where mentally where to slot them i mean in the the big picture they're in that I, I, we talked about this before. They're in that Penguins class for me where, like, it's <laughs> it's going to happen at some point. They're they're gonna they're gonna fall out at some point. For the Penguins, it might be it might be this year. I mean, granted, they're they're the Penguins are in last place in, in the Metro, but they've also played you know two or three games less than the teams ahead of them, right? Um, but point being is like I'm not gonna pick those guys to fall. Like they're they're gonna have to right. knock themselves out, but before I pick against them, I'm not gonna be the guy that you know, predicts the end for, for these teams. I, I certainly didn't do it uh, preseason, but yeah, I don't know, man. Caps are six, two and four, you know, they're having crummy, crummy luck in, in, uh, in overtime. We know that that's just a crapshoot, right? That changes, right, that, right. that changes month to month. I don't know, man. They're really, they're really good. They're really good. It's easy. It's easy to be really good whenever you have, Alex Ovechkin <laughs> passing Brett Hull and and like it seems like every, every night he's he's doing something worth talking about. It's wild. Kuznetsov is back. You know, they're, he's yeah. he's been as good as he's been as good as they need him to be. So a lot of this is happening in the absence of a Backstrom. Like, mm-hmm. man, danger, 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 danger. Uh, since we last talked, your Florida Panthers, oh, your yeah. Florida Panthers, yeah, my beloved Florida suffered Panthers. their first loss. Are you, are you how are you holding up? I renounced them last week. Did you? It's the meme where it's like friendship with Florida Panthers over Carolina Hurricanes are my best friend again. Are you back in Carolina? Yeah, I love that team. And buddy, I love I love their tweets. They're so I know that's not true. They're so funny. They're so edgy. It's like how do you come up with this stuff, you know? I don't know. Every um, every day it's something new from them. We 
I know other people talked about Jack Eichel in the trades, so we don't have to like. And you did the grades God. and all that stuff, but he finally he's having surgery Friday, mm-hmm. which is so bizarre that this ha- like that this had to wait. Uh, I still can't wrap my head around how that's the case. Uh, that's how this is being operated. But he's so this he's having surgery Friday, three month timeline. Um. And I don't know if you saw Robin Leonard tweeting out pictures of them together at, you know, at a steakhouse at the Cosmo. This is, um, I'm happy for Jack. This is, uh, you know, he's like three months is going to go by in a blink and we're going to be like, oh, wow, they have this, they have a elite center all of a sudden. I'm also happy for us, baby. Three months. Where's that put him? One month, December, two month, January, three month, Feb nine, bumping right up against those Olympics. Put him on the team. Ah, oh, Jack. Um, so that's what did, happening. You, what did you what did you think of that trade while we're here? Did you have any did, yeah. you, did you have any did you have any thoughts on it? Well, I mean, so you had the whole like inflated expectations with the Calgary stuff. Mm-hmm. So you so I think when when that situation, walk- the Cal- Calgary situation, very funny. Very funny to watch that play out the the night the night before all this stuff. Right. Right. I like I, so initially I thought maybe that's Buffalo a Buffalo leak to drive up the price, but I don't know Kevin Adams seemed to deny like it, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. Um so you know, so I think I think in my so I think that recalibrated the expectation of what, what the return would look like. Um so then when I saw the final thing I'm like, "Oh, all right." You know, Vegas did pretty well there. I just think what people really didn't appreciate, and when I would talk to people around the league about this, they're like, you, yes, Jack Eichel, healthy is great, but you're taking on a player you don't know what it's going to look like coming out of the surgery. Yeah. So, you can't just gut your team to acquire him. I also, I gave Vegas a C minus, or no, I gave Buffalo a C minus on, on that return. Yeah. And I, I'll stick, I'll stick by that, but... I think lost in the shuffle there for me is that Alex Tuck is a he's a he's a nice player. He's a really useful player. He's if not he's fr- first off he's from Syracuse. That counts for something. Whenever you're as stuck in the mud as the Sabers are and have been, right? Like he wants to play there. Like pe- people have already taken a taken a shine to him. Really good player on a pretty good contract. And if like worst comes to worst and you're still shit. A, a, a year from now, you flip him. Yeah. You trade. You trade him for some, yeah. for something else. He's a player who's going to have value, and, and he's good. And he's good enough as is. So I feel like the initial response. Maybe I sold. I sold him short a little bit. I yeah. know all, all, all apologies to Alex Tuck and his family. I'm sure they were bro- broken up about it. Yeah, but they like, were. They were you know, about it. I don't know. You get you get two you get two pieces. It's fine. No no knock on those guys. Krebs seems like he's going to be a good one, and, and and Tuck is already already exactly the kind of hockey player you want to see. Right? He's fun and. All sorts of stuff. It just, but it just, I don't know. Tough to tough to get all that excited about. I I just felt like, hey, this, you know, you started to feel like they were they were holding out, and maybe this is going to be like a Matt Duchesne opportunity for the Sabers, mm-hmm. and you know, with with Joe Sakic was able to do there, and I don't think it will be, but I understand why you know why there was a, a ceiling on what what you're getting for Jack Eichel. They should have kept cap. You should have done it. Mm. I mean, yeah, we're I seeing agree. that data data trade for Johnny Boychuk's ghost to get to the cap to, to get to the cap floor. <laughs> yeah, so why not just why take not? some? Of, yeah, Terry, the, Terry. <laughs> I know the, the interesting. I was talking to Scott Wheeler about it yesterday. He's we were talking about. Um, he was actually talking about like the draft two years from now or something and how good it is and all these these great <laughs> Wheeler's, young, Wheeler's, Wheeler's, Wheeler's Wheeler's talking about oh nines or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, we're, and, and I'm like, you know, he's like, oh, there's gonna, there's it actually, it started with Detroit because we were talking about Cider and and how good he is and Lucas Raymond and how good he's been, and then, you know, he's in, he's just like, oh, but you know, the whatever it is, the uh, I don't know what birth year that would be for the draft, the not the coming draft, but the following draft. He's like, there's so many good players in that draft, no force, like, two like <laughs> two like elite, whatever, and I'm like, that's fine, I, you know, but I, I think the Buffalo. The, the gutting the franchise to tear it down, the massive failure. Like, you're, you're better off just trying to at least compete a little bit, keep a semblance of a roster in, in I don't know. Like I, like, I look at what Arizona's doing to get, like, a 20% chance at, at a player who may or may not be good. I, I don't know. It's it's a, 
I understand it, but I don't know. I don't think it's the best. I feel. Path. I just. I feel so bad for Sabres fans. They're they're just like they're like a kick puppy at this point. Like they yeah. they get so mad in the con because they they automatically assume that everyone's like dunking on them basically. And I that's not the way I feel. I love I love Buffalo. I love that fan base. And mm-hmm. it's like you know I don't know. It's like you know Terry Terry Pegula poisoned all that groundwater in West Virginia with fracking. Like for what? That's, I like it. You always work in whatever the owner does. Yeah, because I hate them. Because you hate billionaires, which is. Yes. <laughs> Shouldn't exist. Um, so. <laughs> Anything um, else? Right. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about progressive taxation. Let's go. I do. I mean, God, a lot has happened since I we know, talked, Sean. Jer- Jeremy Collin gets fired by the Blackhawks. I, I you know, we, I think we've. <laughs> what took, I, I can't. What took so long? They should have, they should have canned his ass the moment those players handed him back that whiteboard when when yeah. he when he drew up a play and those guys were just like uh-uh no <laughs> like, not doing this. like all right you know what you can find your own way back goodbye uh goodbye, Jeremy. it's funny how there's these moments that end up being like the breaking point or the comments like when, you know when someone's just like like i always like the press conference where the coach is like, I don't know what to do anymore. You tell me what to do. And like he's fired the next what? day. And you're like, yeah, that was that that was essentially the whiteboard version of it. Like, here's what I think, but what are you gonna think? Yeah, it's, it a, like, it's like the 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 shrug the shrug emoji from from, from I'm I'm doing this on camera right now. I, we had a great example of that with with Ed Ogeron, right? Like he was like he was like mm-hmm. the ultimate and whatever. I, I don't. We're talking about college football, but I don't I don't give a shit. Like, yeah, suck some college. It football. was after. <laughs> It was after LSU. <laughs> it was after LSU beat Florida. Like and he had that, his fate had already been decided. And he's he's even though even though they won that game, that was you know his last game before before he got fired uh, three weeks in for three months into the future. And he was speaking in a capacity like at that presser, just like oh, I know I know I'm gone. That's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. It's like the, equi- the equivalent of wasn't a guy. he shouting at fans and stuff too? Like the wheels fell Dude, off. Dude, he's a he's a maniac. Welcome to LSU hour. <laughs> <laughs> shout talk about Coach shout O for a while. Out, shout out to Tyler Baptiste, the, the NBA managing editor at The Athletic, and my roommate and friend. I have talked more than enough LSU shit over, over the last over the last couple right. months. But like that was, you know, that's like that's like the example, right? Like you see these coaches, and you're just like, buddy, buddy, you're you know you're done. We know you're done. It's only a matter of time. And Colton had those vibes late, like right those, those last couple games. He was just like he was pissed and, and mean to people. Like I just, I just do it already. What do you do there? Like, who do you plug in? I like. I was talking with Powers. We were texting back and forth, and I'm like, I heard Mike Babcock wants a job. Is uh, <laughs> I mean, I but Babs, Mike will be back. So of we all, will. you need to come to come to terms with that. Um, the Blackhawks probably are not the franchise to, <laughs> to do say, that. I would say not. Oh, um, what, like, just hire Bill Peters. But it's exactly it's exactly what it's exactly like, what Chicago needs right now. You have to just you have to go young and fun. I think even though that didn't work out necessarily last time, because I mean, I saw the Lazen Powers coach uh, coaching. Um, yeah, who they have? It's al- it's alphabetical. Mike Babcock, Bruce Boudreaux. Oh, he yeah. wa- he wants a job. I know that. I don't. I don't mind Bruce Boudreaux. No, he's. I don't mind that at all, actually. Bruce Boudreaux. Well, well, he. <laughs> you think you think uh, you think Dylan Strom will play for him? That'd be fun. What's Bruce done wrong other than Nothing. playing a ton of Nothing. games all the time? I like. You know what I mean? I mean, I, playoff stuff, but I mean I that doesn't. It, I, I I dude, you're you. He's a, no no Bruce Boudreaux slander here. Like I, he's the best, and he should have a job somewhere. Okay. Ricard Gronberg, who's who's mm-hmm. who's the, the the Swedish coach, Derek yeah, King. Yeah, Gronberg's good. Lane Lambert. Yeah, I don't knocking know, on the door. I don't know how fun that would be, but he's, I mean, because everyone just writes him off as, not, not writes him off. You just think he's like a Trotz clone, right? Because he, cause he's been with them for so long. So, you're like, oh, they needed a fun coach. and bear, you know. He's interesting because he's really close with Steve Eiserman, and I think there was some people that felt like uh, he would end up in Detroit if, if Blash Hill, like mm-hmm. I really thought that was, you know, that was the direction if they decided to part ways with Jeff Blash Hill, mm-hmm. who right, was off to a nice little start. So, worked out. Jim Montgomery, I forgot he was back on the bench with with the Blues. He's he's an assistant with uh with, yep. with Ruby. 
Uh, Kirk Muller, Patrick Waugh, John Stevens. It's like kind of, mm, kind of an yeah. uninspiring, uninspiring list. The guy that I don't, the, the main reason I brought this up, the guy I don't want to get the job. This is no knock on, on him. Cause he's a great dude. Rick Tockett. We need him on, yeah. t- we need him on TV for a little bit yeah. longer. Yeah. Let's keep him on TV. He's, he's, he's very good. He's very good. And I, and I'm, yeah. and I'm not surprised by it. Right. Cause he was always just like, whatever. I mean, you can't, you can't be a go-to quote when you're, when you're a head coach necessarily, but he always cut that cloth of just he's smart and funny. We, we need, we need him on TV for at least the rest of the season and torts. And of course, Ryan Warsawski, who's, who's the AHL coach. Yeah. I don't know. Not super, not super fun. Warsawski's interesting. Cause he's like, <laughs> he's 34 in, in an AHL coach. Right. So he's like, call it in redux. Yeah. I think you got to take it. Like, I think you do another run at that. I think it, yeah, I, I don't know if you can, if I'm bringing back, uh, let's say an experienced coach out of that list, it's Bruce Boudreau, but I'm just getting through the season and then I'm going to try to find the next great AHL. You know, when you have more options and you can pick, go through other oh, organizations, totally. just let, I mean, I'm going, seasons. I'm going the next, like taking a, a stab at somebody that, that I think is really. No, you let, you let, you let, you let Derek King, see this out and see what happens, see what happens with with him. But like, they're a disaster, dude. Like you don't, you don't, it would be unfair to throw someone in mid season. Um, all right. Before we get to Quinn Hughes, I do want to mention this, this is happening like as Mm -hmm. we speak, so we don't have a ton of context, but penguins uh, reached an agreement with Aaron and Jared Scaldi in the sexual abuse claims, the suits. Um, if you're not, if you haven't followed that, uh, it, it was um, towards Wilkes-Barre Scranton coach, former coach, Clark Donatelli. Uh, and this was, this was the, you know, this is the one that, that implicated Bill, Bill Guerin. Um, and it was, uh, so this is, I'm, I'm trying to, I've got, I just got the email, like this is happening mm-hmm. as we speak. But I think, you know, it, it's good news, I guess, from the Penguins perspective, because there's a settlement and, you know, the, both sides seem to be, satisfied i don't think this like goes away I or i, I think people are gonna still be like why was clark donatelli hired in the first place like what what went wrong here that's the que- that's the question right like you look at you look at the allegations and i mean basically the the Scaldi's initial suit was filed under uh whistle like whistleblower laws basically because yeah they reported it seven months after the fact donatelli was was fired shortly thereafter bill Guerin, according to the suit told them not to say anything basically. And then a year later during COVID Jared Scaldi lost his job as, as an assistant head coach. So they, or as, as an assistant coach. So they said it was COVID related and Scaldi's think differently. I, I mean, this is the settlement is one step. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're done hearing about this. Um, this quotes from Aaron Scaldi as part of the release said the events of the last three years have been deeply challenging. And my hope is now to move forward as an advocate for others, I call this commitment my meaningful life project and my most fervent energy and efforts will be focused there to continue my personal growth, support others, and be an instrument of change. That's Aaron Scaldi. That's good. Yeah. I, like, what I hope at the very least this does, I mean, we, you know, like, I, I don't think, I don't I don't know Clark Donatelli, never dealt with him, but, you know, you need to vet, if you're giving these people positions of power, we need to vet better then come on, my goodness. What Clark Donatelli did was, according to Viscaldi's, was assault the mm-hmm. wife of his assistant coach in an Uber while the coach was in there. That, I mean, that is not... <laughs> is that one-time behavior? Is that, is, 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 that, right. is, that, is, is that your first move? If you're, you know, do you have a spotless record and then just, you know, go into... So whatever like it it do you have a spotless record and, and have that be your first transgression i don't think that's i don't think that's particularly likely so we'll see we'll see what happens with that yeah i mean it just it's marching forward with cleaning up the game and like so all the things we talked about on the on the podcast last week just I mean, bringing these to like good for the scaldies for bringing this forward making it a public thing and like you know just gotta do better in terms of how it's handled and and how we're vetting people that uh, in power like that's it oh, yeah you just hope you know not obviously billy garen is the guy who was implicated in it jim rutherford was his boss at the time like mm-hmm. these guys 
whether it's whether their their uh, capacity for answering to this doesn't doesn't end now. Like this needs to it needs to be a thing across 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 every franchise. But yeah, it's 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 tiring to talk about this every week, but 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 it needs to happen. Yeah. All right, Sean. Let's um, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and I alone am going to chat with Quinn Hughes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> with an interview as you'll hear was really about one question and it was like how can I get through these other questions to get to one and move on I can't, and then, I can't wait to listen to this I haven't even heard it yet really. <laughs> believe me this is like I don't even know if it's five minutes um, does, but, it, does it end with you just being like alright dude like, I'm like thanks for you, the cooking tips see you, Quinn. see you later man no it was Quinn, we, like Quinn was good I, in, it was um, but really like that was the motivation I, I'm, you know we weren't in he, we we talked a little Donnie Granado, who our favorite coach, oh, yeah. um, in who who Quinn played for, and he gave, gave some good insight there. I like the Connor Garland stuff was good; it's good. So we'll be right back and chatting with Quinn, or I will be, mm-hmm. and then not me, not Sean. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, Quinn, how you doing? Good, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no problem. All right, so... so um, yeah, let's dive right in, and one of the, let, let's talk a little bit about the team and your success for a second here before we get to really why you're why we wanted to get you on in the first place. But let's just start with the success. It seems like the power play is going. I was talking to someone in Vancouver earlier today. They said, you know, watching practice, it, it seems like there's some collaborative conversations with Jason King and the players. What's that process like right now? Yeah, it wasn't going well for. You know, start of the season, I think at home we scored one goal and we're like 29th in the league or something. So uh, uh, we're usually not like that. So yeah, I think we just had a couple of talks and talked it out and, you know, just keeping it simple and staying positive. And, uh, you know, we had a good stretch last night. I think we went three for five, which is huge. And then um, for us, it's always been like you're going to have hot streaks and, and not hot streaks and you just got to stay the course. So that's what we've been doing. How much do you um, tinker with, you know, systems or strategy approach versus just, hey, we got to get, we, it's, we're going to get hot. We, we have the personnel here. It's going to work. Like, how do you balance that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing because, um, you know, you want to like tinker it and make plays and be cute and fancy and like dive right. here and this guy should be open and overthink it. And sometimes that works because, you know. Um, if it's crisp and stuff, but at the same time, you know, when I find when we get back to the simple things and just make plays and have fun, we're usually uh, pretty good. Um, so, so really we want to, you know, Sean and I have this podcast and we talk a lot about us hockey. We really lean heavily into us hockey and I want to get you, get you on, on a couple of things. First of all, Somebody you know well gets the captaincy in Ottawa and in, in Brady Kachuk. What would you what'd you think when you saw that with Brady? You know him so well. I was just waiting for that to come out. I think that um, <laughs> I thought they were going to give it to him right when he signed. But uh, obviously, I think it's the right choice and um, really happy for him. And he's going to do good things for them. And uh, I'm sure he's pretty excited. And uh, I know he put a lot of money on the board. Pretty, pretty good. And um, yeah, he was excited, and it's good for their team. I mean, he's 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 their leader, and he's an important piece for them. So I think that was a good good decision for them. Did you reach out to him after that came out? Yeah, of course. I mean, I pretty much talked to him every other day. Yeah, we we talk all the time, so it's not like I sent him some formal text. I was just like, <laughs> you know, it's just another day. Congrats, bro. Something like that. That's amazing. I mean, you guys are all getting business done. And what I thought was fascinating about, I mean, you mentioned his getting his deal done about your deal is there always was this, this kind of Drew Doughty cap when you talk about that, the, the young D con, you know, the next contract for the young defenseman. And now we look at you and Adam Fox and, and we've reestablished the, the price tag. Was that, do you think, was that intentional? Like, how did you, what was their approach there in terms of, of kind of breaking through that? 
Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea what Audi <laughs> made or any of that. Really? Yeah, I I have no Come idea. And, uh, I don't know. I think that I was just, um, I think Wernski and those guys set a uh, number three years, five million, and then yeah. I think we were going to be a little bit, you know, Dowling went to three times six, and I think we were going to be in that area. So then we, you know, went up every year and figured, you know, um, came to a, whatever it was, 7.5. And uh, I think, you know, Pat and Jim did a lot of it. And I didn't really talk to Pat that much throughout the summer because I didn't want to beat it to death. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm happy with the deal. Not sure. I don't know what Drew Doughty's contract was, but um, I think also, you know, with McCarr's deal at nine or uh, whatever he got since nine, um, helped me get to where my deal is too. Yeah, the Cal McCarr deal was big. It's, it's interesting to me because it always seemed like the – Young forwards got them got paid, but there was a the D seemed like it was a different animal, and and there the, they seemed tempered. Um, but that's not the case now. You mentioned Cal, Adam, you yourself. Uh, do, you, do you think it's just teams are now valuing defensemen more and what they their impact on the game? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't. I don't beat it to death. I mean, I you don't you don't overthink I, these I, things. I spend zero time <laughs> thinking about these things. You know, these these guys got what they got. I got what I got, and um, you know, Petey got a big time deal too. I think that's the most money on a three-year uh, contract for four too. So I think it's not just defensemen, it's everyone. Yeah. 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 Um, one, another guy I wanted to ask you about in terms of American is Connor Garland, who uh, has been incredible for you guys. Um, I don't know where he is on the team USA radar for the Olympics, but what is, what have you seen from him and what's the case there to make, to, to make the Olympic case? Yeah. I mean, I, I knew he was a good player. Uh, I knew he was competitive and skilled and worked hard, but I'm very impressed. Like he's, he's been unreal and he's an awesome guy too. I've really enjoyed, you know, spending time with him. He's, um, he's just like a hockey guy. He loves hockey. He's really competitive. He's pretty funny. And, um, as far as the Olympics goes, I think he's definitely earned a, you know, a shot and, uh, he's playing well. I know there's a lot of guys playing well out there and Brock and yeah. too, and they're doing their thing, but, um, you know, he's been one of our best players for sure. So, uh, he deserves a lot of credit. Have you heard? From, is it, do you have any communication with USA Hockey in that regard, in terms of just updates? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, have you even sketched out what the D might look like? Sure, I'm certain, certain you might have done that. Uh, honestly, no. Like I was dashed whatever I was last year, and my mindset has just been like, have a good you know ten games a season. Like I missed camp too, so I was just worried about you know getting ready for the season. Um, so honestly, I haven't worried about it at all. And then, uh, you know, the seasons, it came, it came up quick. I think I got to Vancouver with like five or six days before the season. So I had to ramp that up. And then I wanted to, uh, you know, have a good start to the season and make sure, you know, I didn't have the start I had last year. And, um, I'm sure as it gets closer, I don't know when they said they were announcing it, but I'm sure as, um, it gets closer, I'll definitely get more antsy. But I honestly, my honest answer at this point is just like, you know, we need to have a good season with the Canucks here. It was a bad season last year, and that's my priority right now. Yeah. Um, all right. So, we had Jack on, and we were talking to him, and, and Matty Williams had said there's a couple, you know, he was into reading and cooking. We, we got down that path, and, and we asked what his go-to meal was, and he said, you got to ask Quinn that. So, really, that's our motivation for having you here. What, uh, are you into cooking? And what, what, <laughs> what, what would you say the answer to that question is? What did he say? So you asked someone his favorite meal was, and you and he said, "Ask Quinn." He said he he literally said, "We said what's what's your go to meal in terms of preparing and making?" And he started laughing. He goes, "You got." He goes, "Have Quinn on and ask him." And That's I said, funny. <laughs> Why? So what was happening was I would cook for us at the start of the summer because me and Jack we got our own house and we lived there together and um like we. I, grilling is the easiest thing but like you don't think it's that easy so he does he never tried it before and i kept telling him like it's t i could teach you in like 30 seconds and he didn't want to yeah and yeah. uh so i would cook for us for probably the first month and a half and then towards the end of the summer he got into it and started cooking for for me and um he's probably just as good as me now but i was uh i think his favorite meal what i was making for him at the start of the year was um you know steak we were doing uh 
rice, we were doing avocado, which I call a cooling system because it's a, it's cold and it's a nice, it's a nice little cooling system. And, um, yeah. and then sometimes I'll do a salad and we'll do tomatoes and stuff like that. But I think, you know, usually it's either uh salmon or salmon or steak for him, for him. And when he's yeah. cooking or for when you're cooking for when I'm cooking, that's what he yeah. likes. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, he'll, he'll probably, he'll cook the same thing. He's learned to do everything I, I can do. So. What's your strategy on the grill with the steak? You said it's it's easy to explain, but there are some strategies. No, I don't have any strategies. I just put it on <laughs> and like I'm not some crazy, you know, chef here and I'm just, you know, I I season it before. I got it my couple seasons I like and then I put it on and it looks like it's medium rare. I take it off. There's nothing crazy. It probably takes me 15 minutes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gwen. Last thing I want to ask you about is Donnie Granado's been great for Buffalo. Um and he's somebody who, who you played for. What What is it about his style that you, you think brings out the best in young players? Yeah, I think he's like, uh, I, first of all, I love playing for Donnie. And um, I think he's really, it's been a while though. It's been five years, probably I know. six Gosh, years. So I'm trying I can't to think, believe but, that, by the way, Quinn. Yeah, it's. I think he's really detailed and like he, um, he wants guys to make plays. He wants guys to support the puck and his team's going to work hard. That's for sure. And, um, I think he's a motivator. He can motivate his players and especially those young guys. I'm sure he can, you know, he motivates them and you know, they're probably excited to play for him and want to play for him. And, um, you know, I just remember, uh, he was, you know, always wanted me to get, get up the ice, making plays and, um, pushed me in practice and in the games. And I'm sure he's doing that with, um, you know, Darlene and those guys. And when power, power gets there too, same thing. So. I think he's going to be really good for for all those guys and cousins and whoever else they have there. Awesome. Well, Quinn, I appreciate you hopping on and doing this. Thanks yeah, a no lot. Problem. Thank all you. Right. Appreciate we'll it. We'll see it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks to Quinn for joining. He was just wrapping a practice. I think he was still peeling off equipment when we talked. I'm glad he was able to hop on. And I don't know if he we, we even got to the bottom of what his favorite meal was um, or, or or what Jack's go to to meal was, but. Always good to hear from Hughes, the first family of the Tuesday Americans edition of the um, of the of the, of the podcast. As I as I said, we just need we need better answers on the food thing, right? And if that and if that means <laughs> if that means calling, you know, the Hughes the Hughes family dog or or uh, or whoever else, we're gonna, we got to get it done. That's who the, would you ch- who would you take in a in a hockey game of only Hughes family members or Kachuk family members? It's got to be the Hughes, right? The Hugheses. Because yeah. they, they have more skaters. They, the Kachuks are Brady and Matthew. And then the youngest uh, daughter, I for, I'm apologies, I forget her name. She plays um, lacrosse or something. Like, she's an athlete, but, but she's, not a, she's not a player. So I think you, Ellen Hughes puts you over the top. It's true. Can yeah. Stick. Hall of Famer. She's in the University of North... North University of New Hampshire athletic hall of fame. Play some, play some, four, play some four on four stick jam and goal. Yeah. It sounds like the move. All right. Coming up next, we are going to dive into the comment section. Oh. My favorite part of the podcast. Oh yes. Taryn shout out to Taryn, Taryn Kachuk. That is, that's the lacrosse player. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. All right, this is my favorite. Like, I really, I feel like I'm recording everything in this podcast just to get to this point. This is far and away my favorite part of the podcast. I, I'm, if I was a listener, I'm not telling you what to do, listener, but I would just fast forward to this part, listen to this first, and then if I had time, I go mean, back and listen to the rest. There was strong. We're just killing, killing time vibes in the, in the first segment, in segment just, to one, get, just to get just to this. To, like, we should just have just been like, comments. yeah, this is like, how much time do we? So, so this is where we go into the athletic app. Find the specific episode that we recorded previously, click the details button, then answer 15 questions from a troll under a bridge, and <laughs> yes, then yes. you can leave a comment. We answer, we answer his riddles three. <laughs> <laughs> if you can do all those things and leave a comment, we will answer it live on the podcast. Oh, you wish, you, live, you wish to come in the comments, dear boy. You must answer my riddles three. <laughs> when I say live, it, we, we read them and we have, we've never read them before. And it turns into Ron Burgundy, as we've mentioned multiple <laughs> times. 
Um, last week we did a bonus episode for Apple Podcast subscribers, and so we we do want to we had a comment on that. That like that's a very special person. This is Josh. Shout out to Josh N, who subscribes to the Apple Podcast, listened to the bonus episode, then found the comment section and says, and asked this question, Sean, can Troy Terry keep up his hot start? Give some love to your Anaheim Ducks. That's like, I, he gets extra points for asking a serious question, too. I know. Like, that was, that's, you, that's wild, man. He had he, on the cycles. Dude, I was just, I was just talking to, about, about the Ducks with Dom last week when we were, when we were doing the power rankings. Like, I capped on them for, for a lot of last season just because they were, just because they were so boring. Like, there weren't many reasons to watch them. That is not, that's not true anymore. Trevor Zegers, obviously, he's, you know, we've, we've talked about him on, on the pod and, you know, John Gip- John Gibson's bouncing back, and Jamie Drysdale looks like he's going to be a good one. But man, Terry, dude, has, dude's found money. Eleven game point streak. He's got fourteen points in 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 twelve games. Eight goals, six assists. Like, they're how many pieces away from being interesting? Do you think the Ducks are? Let's 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 put it that oh, way. Oh, several, two maybe. I, I think, think two. You got to get a huge package for John Gibson. Like that. I think that should have already happened. He, John Gibson should be a Pittsburgh Penguin. Yeah, like that. Make it like happen. That's, yeah, let's bring Whitehall. Um, bring Whitehall Johnny back to Southwest PA. Which roster would you rather have, the Devils or the Ducks? Devils, probably. Yeah. Oh man, that's interesting. I okay, so I watched. I mean, this is this is oh, whatever ten days ago now, but I watched Penguins Devils at the rink, and I was sitting next to Corey Mazasak, and we were talking about about the Devils roster specifically. And it's like, you can look at it and you see obviously Hughes and Heischer and Ty Smith and and, yeah. and whatever. But I was like, I had kind of the same question for them. I, I said to Corey, like, is there someone else on this team? Because it seems like they're, you know, Blackwood obviously is, you know, still young and, and, and very good. So they, it seems like they have the goalie thing figured out. But Corey said Dawson Mercer. He's like, he's like the guy, he's like the guy in that group who, yeah. if the Devils, if the Devils, are eventually what we think they can be. He's one of those guys that's going to level up a little bit. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. I think it really just comes down. I, it's gotta be the devils. Cause it, cause it, cause it, cause it, cause it, cause it, Jack and cause of Dougie, like the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the ducks don't have, even if you think that Zegris and Jack are a wash, and I don't know that I necessarily am on quite on board with that yet. Dougie's, Dougie's the trump card. So the key, like the, the Troy Terry development is great because you do need, if you are going to get out of a rebuild or whatever the Ducks are doing, I don't mm-hmm. know what we call that. Um, you do need to pop finally, on like a they, late round pick. Didn't they finally mm-hmm. say that they finally copped to it being a rebuild after yeah. not really doing it for, for, for however many years? No. So this is like, you if you get if you get lucky in the late rounds, you do need one or two of those to, and you can't just all be like top three picks. All right. We, we got to get through these comments. William C. Re- writes, is this the fabled comments section? First time listener, <laughs> long time subscriber. Really enjoyed the insights, both from you guys regarding Bettman and from Bryce. This is Bryce Salvador interview. Hoping the sport in this league are salvageable in the spirit of fun questions amidst the horror we're all constantly talking about. And in line with the music talk during this episode, what are some of your favorite shows slash concerts you've ever been to? Oh, man. What's, do you have a number one, Sean? <laughs> my number one's very obnoxious it, it was a it was a punk show that i went to see in a vfw when i was when i was 16 anatomy mm. anatomy of a ghost and bear versus shark were the were, were, were the two headliners bear versus shark michigan band they're the best they did some reunion shows like over the last couple of years up in up in detroit and i seriously thought about going to see them play they're awesome and that's for that i don't that that is a reference for 15 people that's great. Um, for all the dads out there, my favorite show was I saw Radiohead open for REM oh, at awesome. the Resin Center in East Lansing. When was this? This would have been like 1998, if so I had to guess. Like it was okay computer era Radiohead. It was great. Yeah, it was, um, it was amazing. And uh, like that was a fun era because, you know, I'm in college and we're just like, that's what you do when you go to shows and... Mm-hmm. You know, so like I saw Pearl Jam a couple times. Um, like you know, all these iconic '90s. You know, I, I loved like the um, 
you know, we like the kind of the Americana. So there was like the, yeah. the Jayhawks and we would go see like, uh, you know, bands like that and Wilco and all yeah, that. Yeah, I was so going to say, uh, like, were you like, you, that was like Sunvolt and, 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 yeah, and like stuff Uncle like Tupelo that. Yeah, like Like it was, it was, you know who else, uh, in, um, you know, it's not cool to like them, but we, I loved the Counting Crows in that era. Mm-hmm. And we'd go see. And, <laughs> and the other thing we would do is always try to meet the band. I don't know why. Like, just go, like, we'd hang out and just give our feedback. Yeah. And, um, you're like, my yeah, favorite, it, was, it was fine. Yeah. Was like, okay. we were, I don't know. I just Way felt go, like guys. we just, yeah, we were like, hey, I remember seeing, um, talk, like, talk about college, whatever, uh, seeing OAR at like the height of the crazy game of poker oh, phase. Man. Yeah. And telling them, I felt they they mailed it in. That was my feedback to OAR. That's like you, talking, like, that's like, that's like you asking Johan Hedberg to please lose a game <laughs> so we don't have to cover the rest of the of, of the cup finals that year. I was just trying to be helpful. I'm like, look, I'm sure you guys are busy. I felt like you mailed it in a little tonight, fellas. And they're like, hmm. They're like, well, we do have a show tomorrow in Orlando. We kind of felt like we had to get to. I'm like, yeah, that was... I felt that. This was an Atlanta. I'm trying to think. I, I, went to, I went to Riot Fest in, in Chicago um, a, couple, a couple months ago. It's a... You know, saw oh god, that was that was awesome. Saw the Lawrence Arms, saw Lupe Fiasco play the cool straight through. Um, what else? What else? I, I saw the, I saw the Stones when they came to Heinz Field. Oh, that's right, kind of yeah. ra- kind of randomly. It was it was really good. You mentioned Counting Crows. Also, producer Jeff chiming in. He he saw he saw Rage. I, I never I never got to see Rage Against the Machine. I got that mm. ta- I got that taken from me by the pandemic. That tour got canceled. You mentioned Counting Crows. That was the, that was the worst show that I've ever seen. It was Counting Crows. Oh, it was ca- it was Counting Crows and Goo Goo Dolls. Um, I was t- twenty one. It was outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, got free tickets somehow. My girlfriend and her parents were at the time were were in town, and I somehow had to be the designated driver out to the sticks to go to go watch this to go watch a show that I didn't give a shit about. And Adam Dirtz from the Counting Crows was going through something. I don't know if it was mm. emotional or chemical or whatever, but it, and, and I was just I was I, I was stone sober. I was pissed off because mm. I was going to be riding back like a, a van full of drunk people or whatever it was. And I sit there sober as a judge, watching this dude just you know fart his way through the the <laughs> big yellow taxi song or, or whatever it was. I was mis- miserable, yeah, miserable. Sorry. I blame, um, and, I, and you know what? I blame you for that. Because okay. of, because of the glowing review you gave that, those guys in 1998 or whatever it was. All right, I'm going to keep it moving. I once saw uh, live open for um, Counting Crows in live. In, this was in Atlanta, and, and live was like, "Hey, we love Atlanta, so we're going to go extra long." And they brought like Dennis Rodman on stage. It was really bizarre. Bizarre. And it went like for four hours, and then Counting came out, and they were like, "Hey, there's like, um, we have to be like out of here by 11 because of like." outdoor noise violation <sighs> potential so they just had to bang out their set in like 15 minutes oh, that's horrible went on for like four hours you're like yeah thanks i hope thanks you guys live. i hope you guys enjoyed dennis rodman <laughs> banging a tambourine during lightning crashes or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> <This is laughs> um can we say the f word on the pod this i just slipped up and i just slipped oh, up and dropped the think that think you always have we have multiple times. i don't know man eh, whatever i'm about to find out kevin chris e writes trying to think of the most american question i can and this is what i've got which NHL arena has the best hot dogs? Montreal. You're not going to like the answer. It's Montreal. Mike H. I kind of want Craig on Stick to Sports. Is that another, is that like a podcast <laughs> of some sorts? Um, so we can get his takes on Dune and Gordita Crunches. Can we make this happen? Yeah, there's no way you've watched Dune, right? No. Or eaten Gordita Crunches. Cheesy Gordita. You, you're, I, you're not a, you, you were never like a Taco Bell guy? Never? Yeah, when I was 16. Or 14. We used to go get like a 10-pack of tacos and knock them out. I ate 14 once. 14 mm-hmm. ta- I ate 14 Taco Bell tacos one time. But now, like, I couldn't. If I had, there's no way. So Dude, you, you were off meat for a while, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. I'm like. Flexitarian or whatever. Yeah. I'm back on, but like, try not. <laughs> I certainly don't <laughs> eat ground beef not, or Taco Bell. My <laughs> whatever. What it, it's, it's not ground beef. I, I, I think you're safe. I haven't had Taco Bell in a while, in fairness. Okay. Chris J says, talking about the ads, but Sean may have come up with a fantasy team, the ball trimmers. I did do that last week. I I meant to say ball hair trimmers and just said ball trimmers. Ball trimmers. That's like a a torture implement. Like uh, in Funny Farm with Chevy Chase where he's eating sheep balls. He's like, where they trim it. He's like, you got to cut them like this. Really want to change, really want to change in the sport. Oh, and then. 
Chris got serious. Oh, man. Um, we went from ball trimmers to really want change in the sport. It's time for a change at the top. Yes, we all, we're all, yeah. it's good. I just had to change gears. Travis B., gentlemen, I'll suggest a new segment for consideration. I love this. I like that where this is going already. I think you should take time each week to call out every game where an American team beats a Canadian team. Ooh. In addition, you could track which American-born player scores the most goals against Canadian teams throughout the entire season. It might just be one player who hilariously jumps out to a big lead, holds it for the year, or a close race where a few players are trading back and forth. Either way, it could be an excellent way to continue to dunk on our neighbors to the north. Okay, so it's probably, you got to figure it's going to be somebody from the Pacific Division or the East. Is that something we could track fairly easily? I'll, we'll get down on that. <laughs> if that's, if, I, I have a feeling that's if that's not a drop down on, on Hockey Reference, then it's going to be a lot of work. But I think it's worth looking into. It was like our idea that we just wanted to run through like the top 100 American players. Like, we just like start talking only American. <laughs> number, number, number 86. Number 80, yeah. Phil Will C says, wow, what a great interview with Bryce. It really was yeah. like, it, we should have just ran that episode again this week. It was, <laughs> it was good. Really, like, honestly, Bryce was so good. He was awesome. Um, it was so refreshing to hear a player actually show some compassion, maturity, and self-awareness. Really hope that more people like him step up to make changes in this league. You both do a great job of balancing laughs with difficult and important topics. Thank you, Will. That's C. quite we'll a try. Quite, quite quite a compliment, man. That's all we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. We try. Uh, Slurms M says retouch tunes. Oh, this is because mm. Sean. We learned <laughs> last week uh, from his uh, Dude, house just, was just psycho psychopath shit. Me playing. That's I, really, uh, I've thought a lot about that too, Sean. That was really <laughs> just like the more like I, I thought it was funny at first, then I thought it was really disturbing. Like that you're ruining people's nights. By playing the monster mash on repeat from the comfort of for home. nobody but myself, like right. like that, like nobody knew it was me. I would just sit there on my couch and <laughs> smugly smile to myself and play Xbox or whatever, whatever I was doing at the time. Slurm says I played Space Hog in the meantime so much from my condo on the Tavern Tavern of Tacos, Lake Street, Minneapolis, Touch Tunes, <laughs> that the artist Space Hog is now straight banned by the bar. That's I awesome. I have screenshots to prove it. Now they just get the Top Gun theme way more than they I want. I love that. That's a oh man, you're, he, <laughs> this is amazing. He gets, more he than gets, one person does this. He gets extra points for killing a for killing a good song. So he so he killed <laughs> he killed in the meantime. So 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 people in that bar can never hear it again. It, it, it's not like it's not like me being an asshole and playing the Monster Mash. Who wants to hear the Monster Mash? Nobody. Love it. Casilla <laughs> uh, K writes, what, uh, what an incredible interview with Bryce. I screen record quotes from podcasts I listen to often, 30 seconds to three minutes, just depending on the subject matter. I recorded seven minutes worth of quotes from this episode. <laughs> and oh, it was, and it was, it was all Bryce too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How yeah. wild was it? Like he, he was just like, he just, he, he rolled. I, I, that's the longest anybody's spoken uninterrupted on this podcast ever. We, we didn't interrupt him. We get points for that. Um, <laughs> That's true. That true. We didn't we didn't talk over him and whatever. Um Casilla writes, I don't have kids and I'm not around youth hockey, but after hearing Bryce talk about the state of the sport at that level, I'd love to volunteer and help organizations out in my geographic area. Can you guys share some resources about where I could look for those kind of volunteer opportunities? Oh, gosh. I don't know anything about the amateur side of the sport. All right. Can we can I get permission to like just pin that and then actually do the work and come back with this? I think that's a really good question that we will hit next week. Is that fair? Yep. Because I, think, I have I no think that's answers. Fair. I don't. I don't have a good answer for that. I don't like, want to like just like Google something real quick and then send somebody into a, like a check terrible the USA Hockey website. I'm sure they're like looking for volunteers yeah, or whatever. Don't, I, that's probably we'll not have like actual. Yeah, let's make sure to have actual actionable stuff. Priscilla. Like if we're really trying to like change and it's like we we got to get in the rinks. Like let's let's I love that. Like that's the that's the appropriate response. Um and and so let's give some thoughtful answer to that that's not going to happen in this moment. I so. know every every youth team is always looking for for people to track stats and just just keep keep boxes and and, and whatever. But yeah, we'll we'll have actual real answers next week. That's good. Ryan B says, gents, this is my second season following the NHL and hands down your show is my go-to. It's fantastic. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, buddy. Was hoping you could help. I'm from the UK and I've struggled to find a team to support. Also, any book recs to further my knowledge of the game would be great. <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> Do I have a book for you? I have one for you, but but not two. <laughs> so, the first question, if you're in the UK, who should you support? That's so, a you great... want a team that's... 
coming into their own, fun to watch, and... Not problematic. <laughs> yeah, like you want to be able to root unabashedly for them. Oh, God. I almost said, I almost said Calgary. We, we, can't, we can't say that. Right? Colorado? Like... I still like they're, they're giant, good. whatever. I, you know what? How, how about this? I and I've, I've seen I see this. I've had this conversation about about English soccer. Ironically, ah, this don't, is the opposite. Don't pick a don't pick a shitty team. Like like just just have fun. Pick pick a team you know is going to be good for a while and 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 roll with that. I, I honestly, Florida would be fun. Colorado, yeah. Colorado would be fun. Buffalo, um, get in on the rebuild. Like you, you don't have the baggage of previous rebuilds if you're joining right now. So you could, you're just wiping the slate clean. You got mm-hmm. great young players, a good coach, maybe Buffalo, and and so then you get to do, you get to do like I'm bad, but then we get to enjoy the whole rise. If you jump on Colorado now, it's kind of cheating, I think. Yeah, it's true. Just like find a player, find a player, a young player you like, and read accordingly. Like I'm gonna just yeah, end like up that. whenever, whenever Ricardo Pepe ends up ends up in the Premier League, I'm just gonna I'm gonna root for whatever team he ends up he ends up on. That's right. Find the best young player you enjoy watching. Devils are good. I yeah, know, I know. Ja- I know Jack's hurt, but that's a good one too. Not a, not that's a, a that's one. a good strategy, dude. How about how about the Red Wings? Yeah, you know you, they're gonna spend, so they'll start supporting this team. You got. Moritz Seider and Lucas Raymond are who are fun. fun. Who are fun and good personalities. Mm-hmm. GM and Steve Eiserman, who seems to know what he's doing and has a plan and is enacting it. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun guy too. <laughs> he's a very serious guy. Uh, original six, if that's important to you, etc. Great town. Yeah, I think Detroit's Detroit should be in that conversation. Chris <laughs> K says now that the American edition has infiltrated other days of the podcast. Is that true? I guess Sean's done some appearances. Yeah, I did. I did. Fill, in um, for, fill in for Mendez when he had travel difficulties of his own this week, yes. Can you begin a pressure campaign for them to ban phrases like you guys do? If I hear Ian say rando one more time, <laughs> all right, well, I will pass that along to Ian. Yes. We got we to have, have, yes. have a pun jar for Ian. I'm not going to ban him from saying puns, but he but he, sh- he, he should have to, whatever, a dollar to charity for, for, for every groan-worthy pun he drops because he's, he's, he's the king. Um, he's good. And so I'm officially banning Rando and I'll let Ian know he can never say it again. <laughs> Every time Ian makes a pun and Haley like sighs in disgust, they should have to, they should have to donate a dollar to charity. Good. Eric B says, congrats on the dual coups this week. First, Sean infiltrating the Canadian edition. Good mm-hmm, job, Sean. Mm-hmm. Just sabotaging yes. it. Yes, you're good welcome. Work. Thank you. Can I hear the impersonation of me? Because I don't... What could that possibly sound like? I don't have any... Haley Salvian. Haley <laughs> Salvian. <laughs> That's not what I sound like. It's not what you sound I, like. That is not what I sound like. This is like when someone's like... <laughs> <laughs> That's like a Wyshynski impression. Wyshynski... That's a Wyshynski of- impression. This is you doing Sean... Or Wish doing me. Like Puck Soup is mainly Greg doing bad impressions. Yeah. That that show exists mainly so we can so 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 we can uh, he, he can do you know C minus impressions of uh, you know well, some, some 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 of them are good actually. Phil, Phil Esposito was really good. Um, Eric B continues. Craig, I was a '90s baby, but I also have fond memories of '89X. Growing up, I was sad to discover it was gone when I was back in Michigan the summer. I think we can agree that station was the one good thing Canada has given us. Eric B, you are correct. You got to find you got to find that long form story about the mm. about about the DJ. You mentioned that last week, and I and I I want to I want to read it. If somebody is listening to this and you know this, to save me a step, send it to me, and I'll retweet it. But otherwise, I will find it because it was fascinating huh. and it was it was. It was great. the The writing was well. The re- great. The reporting was great. The writing. Lastly, the writing Andy, was well. The, oh the, the, speak, the speaking was well too. Andy B says this version of the show is objectively terrible. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Good buddy. Hear from the fans, but is comfortably the second best edition of the Athletic Hockey Show. Wonder, mm. wonder who's first. I, I disagree, Andy. <laughs> that assessment of our show. Number one is number one is the Macandu DGB show, which we or the 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 Mendez Macandu show, which we've never spoken of. I don't even is is that on the same network? Who who is Down Goes Brown really? Uh, before we wrap up, I do want to suggest give Rob Pizzo 
and Jesse Granger and Sarah Sivian a listen. They're yeah. the Wednesday show. They're good. They got Julian McKenzie on, who we had dinner with last night, mm-hmm. who's amazing. Julian, I, we were I, we should have just recorded the dinner conversation because he was on. He was, he was, ro- he was rolling, We were dude. debating. He no. was rolling. It was fun. Him and I got in a fight over what, what a better party school, Syracuse or Michigan State, and that would have been a great segment. So, that's what you missed by not yep. joining us at dinner Wednesday, last night. Wednesday show. They're, what, they've done three episodes so far? Three or four? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, so, good. We, we're, we're friends of that show, I would say. Um, mm, mm. There's enough American flavor on that. Siv, Granger. Also, if you're Pizos, still listening Pizos to this. Canadian. Yeah, I know. Mm. Um, go to uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a review, but specifically specifically mention this episode just so uh, just to make us feel better mm-hmm. like review it and then talk about this episode and you can say what you want about the other ones i'll leave that to your own but like <laughs> really like we, we, we we're having that's a, really helpful to us we're having a ba- we're having a bad day we need subscribe we, to the, we need some we need some <laughs> it's compliments more, it's good it's good for uh, interaction subscribe to the athletic audio plus on apple Podcasts to get all the bonus content from our entire network start with a 30-day free trial then 99 cents after that and lastly if you're not subscribing to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash hockey show and you get in to The Athletic for $3.99 a month and you too can leave comments on The Athletic app. If you go to The Athletic, go to the podcast, click on the episode, then, uh, excuse me, click on the podcast, um, which is The Athletic Hockey Show, then find our specific episode, then click on details, then scroll down, answer three questions from the troll, <laughs> and leave a comment. Also, there would be a very difficult captcha. Now <laughs> <laughs> Click all the boxes that have street lights in them. Find the four things that aren't to bust. <laughs> have a great week. <laughs>